Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the Process Podcast. I'm Charlie Lutkowski. That's Nick Veronica. And today we are talking nothing but your number two seed in the AFC, your playoff bound Buffalo Bills. And Nick, the Bills put a beat down with five exclamation points at the end of beat down on the Miami Dolphins. And ooh, did it feel so good. <laughs> in a game that Miami had to have, there, there was a way they could have backed into the playoffs that they lost, but a game they had to have, and they gave up 28 in the first half to the starters and 28 in the second half to the backups. Are you kidding? You know, I was reading a lot on Dolphins Twitter um, after the game, and Dolphins Twitter was just destroying Buffalo and how what a classless team they are, what a classless team to fit such a classless city and all of this. And I'm like, you're telling me they're classless because they put in their backup quarterback and you still could not stop their backup quarterback. I, tell yeah, me, that, That's just funny. That, remember I said last week about people with bad takes? Like, we don't need right. to listen to the – okay, have fun. Have fun golfing, guys. Bye. You, you know who had a good take, though, last week? Not the two at my own horn, but I'm pretty sure I said I do not think two is the real deal. You and, did? You took and, some flack for that. Yes, and um, I'm pretty sure Tua did not look like the real deal this week. No. By the way, did you see the tweet from uh, The Ringer? No, I did not. Said, the Buffalo Bills look scary good. And I, I said, that's what I, you said. I, I did. Okay, I, you said I, that. I, I did say that, and I did I did see uh, that you tagged me in that. So I, I appreciate the shout-out. Yeah, man, the Bills look scary good. Um, Tua does not look scary good. If I was a Dolphins fan, I would be maybe, you know, Miami's got that number three pick thanks to Bill O'Brien being probably the worst GM in the history of football ever. <laughs> um, Miami's got that number three pick. Dude, if the Jets don't take Justin Fields, I really feel like Miami needs to look and take a look, seriously look at taking Justin Fields there at three. I cannot imagine the Jets would not take him, or well, or they could like the kid from BYU too. It depends. It depends, really. I think who becomes the head coach and everything there in New York. I mean, let's face it. You know, New York is 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 known lately for doing some dumb things. Um, personally, I think firing Adam Gase was probably the dumbest thing they've done. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, I, for, I, as as a Bills fan, you wanted to yeah, see him. I, I mean that. I mean that as sarcastically as possible. <laughs> Um, but in, in all honesty, no, I, 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 I said it last week. I think the AFC East division is going to be one of the most fun divisions to watch for years to come. And I don't think the bills will go on like a 20 year run like new England did because the AFC East is finally going to be loaded with really good quarterback talent. You know, Miami might not be there right now with Tua and obviously new England's not there right now, but Either Sam Darnold's going to turn around and look like the Sam Darnold he was supposed to look like under a new head coach. Hopefully, it's not Brian Dable who is interviewing with the Jets this week. Um, hopefully, you know I, I wouldn't mind seeing a Justin Fields there. Um, I haven't been high on Justin Fields all year, but the AFC is going to be a lot of fun between Josh Allen and what the Jets and Dolphins have lined up here. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun to watch and maybe some of the best football, um, you know, for the next decade or so. Yeah, I did see today the Dolphins, uh, Chris Career, the GM, said at his end-of-season conference that Tua is their quarterback for 2021. you got to say that if you're the GM. all right. Mm-hmm. If they were planning on drafting a quarterback, uh, you would come out at your press conference and say, Tua is our quarterback, 
and try to drive up that price uh, mm-hmm. or drive down them. I don't know, whatever. Like, of course he's going to say that. Right. Um, all right, that's enough of uh, other teams talk. I want to talk about the home <laughs> playoff game having second seed Buffalo Bills. I was a little mad that in any other year the Bills would have gotten a bye, and, of course, if somebody was going to get screwed, it would be the Bills. But uh, I felt a little bit, as the Bills were putting this hurting on the Dolphins, I, I was then like, man, they should have got a bye. Now we're going to have to play somebody tough, maybe even Derrick Henry. I'm like, you know what? No, no, no. Look at this offensive explosion you're seeing. And I kind of, kind of felt like uh, The Rock. You're a wrestling fan, right? Oh, big time. Okay. Who are they playing? It doesn't matter. Bring them <laughs> on. All right. Exactly who it is you had in mind for his opponents. I'll tell you, Rock. It doesn't matter who you had in mind. Bring them on. All right. It's coming. So the, the train is coming, and they're just they're going to steamroll. Like, Indy, fine. The line is six and a half. Cool. I'm, I take the bills. Take you know, I, I, a lot of people are already saying, hey, bills by 30, bills by 40. I've seen people throwing out some crazy numbers this week. I'm not there. I'm not even there, really, in all honesty. Like, I'm not even there with bills by six. This Colts team's a lot better than what I think a lot of people are giving them credit for. It doesn't matter. You know, we forget they have a really good quarterback in Darius Leonard, um, who's done a great job this season. Um, you know, not only dropping back in the pass coverage, but he is their their guy that they like to send on the rush, and he's got a boatload of speed. Um, they DeForest Buckner might be out this week, so that could hurt them. They still have Justin Houston on that defense as well. They're down right now two defensive backs. Um, it looks like right now, um, currently TJ Carey was limited today in practice, and Rocky Asin, um, was out of practice. He did not play last week because of concussion. He was held out today out of practice because of a concussion as well. Um, but it does look like Kerry Willis is back uh, at safety this week. He was a full practice today. But Jonathan Taylor, man, on the offensive side of the ball, worries me so, so much. Um, you know, he was a number three in terms of yards. He was a number three running back in the league in terms of yards. Um, you know, it, it's just a, 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 a scary – a scary matchup. I don't want to say, you know, talk it up like it's too scary. It doesn't matter! But it, it's it's one that scares me. I would have rather have had Miami. Um, but, you yeah, know, of course. got New England, and, and, and or, I'm sorry, got the Colts, and that that's it. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I was, I was not disappointed with the way it played out. I mean, Miami obviously would have been the, the best team you could play, the most winnable game. And then you're looking like I thought it, it worked out good for the Bills that Baltimore and Tennessee play each other in the first round. Like I would have not particularly cared for either of those matchups. I'm still on team. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna keep dropping that in all day. Um, I think that's a good match. I mean, the Colts to me are like the discount Bills. It's like they don't they, they don't they don't have Josh Allen slinging it all around. They got Philip Rivers. He, He's got a little gunslinginess to him. Not a ton. They got Jonathan Taylor, they got a good running game. They got a good defense. They got a good coach. There's a discount for those, in my opinion. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I, I think this week, though, we see the, the, the team take a same, very similar type of um, game plan approach to Indy as what they did to Pittsburgh. Because Ben Roethlisberger and obviously Philip Rivers are both up there in age. But they're both two quarterbacks who are very good at getting the ball out of their hands very quick. And Philip Rivers, I believe, is 
third or fourth in the league this year as far as how quick he throws the ball. He's able to get the ball out very, very quick. Um, so I, I think Buffalo just kind of commits to letting him throw the ball and commits to stopping that run, and that's going to be their, their best way to win. Don't forget, Jonathan Taylor put up 254 yards last week. I know it wasn't against a bad Jacksonville team, but that was incredible. It's still impressive, right? I mean, it's still something you got to worry about. Yeah, um, I mean, Roethlisberger in, in a Pittsburgh game, he had shown all year that he really, I don't know if it's age or an injury or what, like, is not, you know, pressing the ball down the field. If you can take away their short throws, uh, that's sort of it. Then, then they had to run and you were ready to stop the run. So, Will, I would, that's a good point. I kind of see them uh, with more of an emphasis on stopping the run, almost like the Tennessee game that the Bills did. I mean, Derek Henry made the highlight for Stephon and Josh Norman in the next month. Mm-hmm. But for the game, the, the Bills, you know, stuffed them up pretty good. And they, they made Tannehill beat them. And there were some breakdowns in that game. The game kind of got away from the Bills there. But I would I would basically expect that, where you're loading up to stop the run kind of and making making Phillip River, Rivers beat you. That's more what I would expect. You know, um the one one thing that gives me some confidence in this team, and kind of really puts me at a different uh, different level with this team than than in in the Bills playoff teams of the last few years, is this this stat that I'm going to read to you, Nick. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills have scored a hundred and forty two points in the last three games. That is one hundred and forty two, one four two. So only two and a half of those had to start. Right, right. I mean, the, 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 and you think the second half of last week was all backups. Unbelievable. Um, and let alone, real quick, can we just say before we – I know we're talking about playoffs, but Josh Allen last week had 225 yards in the first half. <laughs> yeah, I was I was getting nervous with how long McDermott kept them in the game for. It was it was okay that they, they you know they got the first drive and he's got the record. He passed Bledsoe for the franchise passing record in a single season. That's cool. Get him out. Oh, okay. oh, they scored again. Okay, get him out. Uh, they scored again. Okay, Sean, get him out. Like right. what? And you were kind of like, because as much as we love Josh, he still has a little bit of that uh, excitable golden retrieverness to him. He doesn't care. He's out there having the time of his life, chasing the tennis ball. Oh, there, I can scramble on this play. There's, should I slide? No, I'll take the hit. Right. Like, Josh, get down. Get down. Get Actually, you know down. what? Don't, don't even get down. Just get in one of those nice oversized coat things and just stay warm and take off your shoulder pads and just no, just, just put him put him in a bubble till Saturday. Like I don't want him breathing any air from anyone else. I don't yeah, want anything. yeah, not yeah, exactly. Not even like bubble wrap, like the bubble boy from Seinfeld. Right. Put him, any, yeah, no, no contagions in, in a bubble and don't let anyone near them till Saturday. Like, I don't care, dude. Josh Allen just, I, I, I mean, I, his stats this year, right? Like, you look at the MVP seasons of other quarterbacks of years past, right? You look at, um, I have the stat right here. Okay, so you look at Cam Newton's MVP season. Cam Newton had 4,473 4, 4, total yards, 45 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Lamar Jackson, from his MVP season uh, last year, had 4,333 total yards, 43 touchdowns, and 6 interceptions. Josh Allen this year, 
who, who, in my opinion, in all honesty, and I'm not saying this kind of a Bills fan, Josh Allen should be the MVP this year. I know he will not be, but Josh Allen should be the MVP this year. Josh Allen had 4,977 total yards, 46 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. He's also the, the first player in NFL history with 4,500 passing yards, 35 touchdown passes, and five rushing touchdowns in a single season. I'm sorry, but that sounds pretty MVP-ish to me. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it this week. So Monday, it was January 4th. That was the one-year anniversary of the Bills playoff loss to Houston, right? So that means one year ago this week, Josh Allen tried to throw a 50-yard bomb to a fullback in double coverage. Mm-hmm. One year ago this week, Josh Allen thought he should toss the ball to a fullback while falling down in the playoff game where they didn't need to do that. Like, uh, one year ago, Josh, the moment was way, way, way too big for Josh Allen, all right? And I think you have to acknowledge how bad he was at points last year because you can't tell the story of Josh Allen's 2020 season without encompassing how far he had to go to get into the MVP debate. And he did it, and that was super impressive. So, yeah, I mean, if you're asking me how I think the voting is going to go, I would imagine Aaron Rodgers probably wins, and then Allen and Mahomes are probably fighting for second. And I think people who have uh, not paid attention to Buffalo as much, because that's probably a real thing, will probably have Mahomes second, and people who have watched the Bills more will probably put Allen second. That's that's my take on how it's going to go. You know, I think that the, uh, the I, I kind of agree with you. I, I think at the end of the day, right, I, th- I think uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to win it because he's in Green Bay. Not necessarily a bigger market, but they do get more attention because it is Green Bay. Um, but uh, Josh Allen could surprise a lot of people. I, it, it's hard to say because at this point, so much of the voting um, media – is really coming around to Josh Allen. You see more and more every single week of people saying, wow, Josh Allen's really as good as, you know, it's much better than we thought. And you hear it from someone new every single week saying, I was wrong about Josh Allen. I was wrong about Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe this is the year that he wins MVP. But you know who should be in conversation? I wouldn't say for MVP, but, you know, at some point, maybe even for Offensive Player of the Year, you've got to talk about Stephon Diggs as well. I was thinking about that today. He yeah. had just as impressive of a season just about as Josh did. Stephon Diggs may be the most valuable player to a team outside of the quarterback position. You know, That's fair. And, you, and you don't see it much. I mean, granted, you just saw tonight a wide receiver win the Heisman, which hasn't happened in how many years since Desmond Howard won it. But, um, you know, why, why can't Stephon Diggs be in that conversation? He had a great year. No, he led the league in receptions. He led the league in yards. I mean, he mm-hmm. just great quarterback. And and don't get me wrong, Josh Allen is also breaking all kind of Buffalo Bills season records. And I I, I really think Josh Allen is going to be the quarterback of the future for his team long term. I think this year, you know, I, I was I think next year is going to say a lot about where Josh Allen is, mm-hmm. and this weekend is going to say a lot about where Josh Allen's progression is too. Don't forget, like you said. Last playoffs, last season against Houston, the moment was too big for Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen this year has shown that there really hasn't been a moment too big for him yet this year. All the primetime games that the Bills had, you know, 
he showed up and he played at an MVP caliber level. The only two games, as we've said in the past on the show, Nick, where he did not play at that MVP caliber level really was the uh, the game that had to get moved against Tennessee and the game that had to get moved against Kansas City. Those two games, because they were on awkward weeks, short weeks, you know, crazy different schedules for them. I understand it. Josh Allen did not look as sharp. Yes, I think weather also played a factor in both those games, but Josh Allen did not look good. And the team in general did not look good in those two games. But outside of those two games, Josh Allen played like an MVP quarterback, you know, uh, 15 games, or, or I'm sorry, 14 games out of the entire year. It, yeah, entire, earlier this year we had talked about that. They started off so hot, and then they kind of had that lull for, for a little bit. And you're like, wait a minute, where, where did the, the Super Bowl contending Josh Allen go? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was they lost to Tennessee. They lost to Kansas City. They played a little bit better against the Jets, but didn't score any touchdowns that game. They struggled against the Patriots. And you're like, uh, what's happening here? And, by the way, for my money – Bills play of the year has to be uh, Justin Zimmer forcing the fumble on Cam Newton in the fourth quarter. That changed the season after that. I think so. In all, in all honesty, as, as bad as the play was, I think the play of the year for this team, and I and it's not even a good play. I'm just going to come out and say it. It was the Hail Mary. That Hail Mary at the end of the at the end of that Cardinals game completely changed this team. Did you read Ian Dawkins' Players Tribune piece? I read it a little bit. I, I, I haven't gotten time today to read the whole thing, um, but I did read a little bit of it. And, man, I, I'm i not a – so the whole you already schnow thing with Deion Dawkins kind of annoys me. I'm not going to lie. So, you know, some of the stuff with him, I'm like, oh, okay, it's Deion Dawkins, whatever. But, like, after from the excerpts that I've seen from there, I'm like, man, get this guy, like, a 20-year contract, keep him here forever, like, give him a spot on the wall. Like, I'm ready to go through a wall for Deion Dawkins at this point. Yeah, so De- Deion mentioned there, and I hope, sorry for the, if there's a spoiler here, uh, his two plays of the year were in his mind were, number one, the Hail Mary, and just the way that the team reacted to it. He said they're watching the Cardinals celebrate on the field like they just won the Super Bowl, and he's looking at his sideline and he goes, it doesn't feel like we just lost the Super Bowl. They kind of came back and they're like, all right, well, you know, we, we got to respond. And the next week he said, uh, remember Josh Allen got that penalty for spinning the ball at mm-hmm. the guy? Okay. That was that was Dawkins' second uh, most important play of the year to him. He said it was, it was after uh, after the Cardinals lost, they played the Chargers. And Josh Allen gets in the end zone and just spins the ball right at the guy. And he's mm-hmm. like, that kind of like, he got a penalty for it, but kind of gave us some swag back. Yeah, man. You know, it's. This isn't your 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 mom and dad's Buffalo Bills, right? Like this is not the Buffalo Bills from the mid '90s or even the early '90s. At that, at, 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 you know, they're not the bickering Bills. They this is a team that legitimately you can sit down and say, "Man, they really love each other." Like this is a team that is. It, there's so much fun to watch. And they just have fun playing football. And you even saw it this week with Matt Barkley like, and Antonio Williams. We haven't even gotten there yet, Nick. Mm-hmm. I mean, does Antonio Williams get a spot on the playoff roster after the game he had this week? Because I'll tell you what, he looked a lot better running the ball than what Singletary and Moss have looked all season. That's an interesting question. I think uh, Taiwan Jones can definitely start packing his stuff up. But mm-hmm. well, um, I, 
Uh, TJ Yeldon for sure as well. Oh yeah, dude. Forgot about that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think you know they, they kind of had their roles set there. Singletary is going to be the early down back, the pass catcher, and Moss is going to do the hard running between the tackles. And I think they, they, I think they like Moss a little bit better. That's that's my opinion. But I think so too. I think so too. And and there's but there's so many people that are high on Singletary, and you know running backs. I feel like it's one of those positions where you don't need to have an Adrian Peterson, you know, back there at running back for your team, for your running game to be good, right? Or a Derrick Henry for your running game to be good. Look, Antonio Williams was the best running back on the field on Sunday. By yeah. a long shot. The only thing I would worry about is if he was running against a defense that it kind of realized the game was out of hand at that point. Yeah, that's true as well. But, I mean, you're also playing a defense that needs to try to stay in the game to try to do something to keep their, you know, needs needs to somehow find a way to flip momentum in their favor one way or the other because their offense was playing awful. Awful. They, they missed Ryan Fitzpatrick, I bet. So were, I wanted to ask that question at the beginning. If Ryan Fitzpatrick played on Sunday, do you think it may have been a different outcome? Um, it would have been a much more entertaining game. I mean, Dolphins gave up 56 points. Like, no, the outcome's not going to change. It would have been more fun had Miami stayed closer. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I don't know. If Ryan Fitzpatrick goes in and the Dolphins, instead of it being – I mean, two would have had to come out at, like, at least halftime, right? So – I would have thought so. Yeah, what was it, halftime? 28 to 9 or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Okay, so let's say if you have Fitzpatrick coming in, down by three scores against the backup quarterback, I think that would keep energizing the team. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. It might, like, honestly, it doesn't matter to me. The, the Steelers lost to the, to the Browns. The Bills would have been the two seed even if they had lost this game. Right, right. So My, my thing is, I though, I mean, for, for on the other end, you know, Miami's committing to Tua next season. Fitzpatrick was obviously the better quarterback. You know, I I think in, in, in general, and, and we've said it on the show, I think, last week, Fitzpatrick's never played in a playoff game. I would have just liked to see him get that chance. Right. That would have been so much better, though, to see him get that chance against the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. in Buffalo in front of only 67,000 fans, which I still think is not enough. But, um, you know, at least there's going to be some fans there. And let's face it, Nick, you and I both know that stadium, if there's 100 fans or 600 fans or 6,700 fans, can still be loud and rocking. And I, I expect that place to be louder than what we've heard on the TV for the last, you know, 16 weeks. Um, it's going to be a fun game Sunday, or I'm sorry, Saturday, one o'clock Saturday. I was kind of hoping the Bills would get the Sunday CBS game just because I kind of wanted to watch it on Nickelodeon. If you did not know that, the <laughs> Sunday CBS game is going to be on CBS and the Nickelodeon's doing something with it as well. So um, there's also rumors, by the way, not to get too far off topic, but I know you're a SpongeBob guy, Nick, so I got to share this with you. There's also rumors of Madden apparently doing some special like SpongeBob, like the SpongeBob bubble bowl that they did. Wow. That apparently Madden's like putting that into the game when like one of their new updates coming out. I did not hear that. That is amazing. So, yes, I will keep you posted on that. But, um, you know, Saturday's not going to be, like I said, it's not going to be a real easy game. I'm nervous for it. 
Um, however, while everyone out there right now is is playing checkers, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott are playing chess and giving a tryout to Chad Kelly, who is the former uh, backup quarterback, third string quarterback, practice squad quarterback. He was all over the place for for the Colts, but he's coming in for a tryout, and we've seen it in you know with with Belichick in New England for so many years, and we've seen we've seen this uh, this coaching staff and this GM do it in, in, in years past as well, go out and bring in a player from the team they're playing in a, in a big game. And Chad Kelly's that guy this week. I mean, does Chad, 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 does Chad Kelly really give them that much of a competitive advantage? Eh, depends. Um, however, he's a Buffalo boy. Maybe he just wants to see the Bills succeed. Maybe he really comes in and, and tells him, look, here's what the defense likes to do. Hey, here's what you know. Here's what you got to look for. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. I've never been in the locker room. I don't know how this works. Um, but I, th- I thought it was something interesting to uh, to keep our eyes on. They did also sign, which we haven't mentioned either, I, a lot of news this week, so I'm sorry if I'm rambling on. Kenny Stills was signed to the practice squad. Tanner Gentry, who is Josh Allen's teammate in, in, in at Wyoming, was signed to the practice squad this week. I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny Stills is one of the practice squad call-ups this week uh, and gets some playing time, uh, especially if Cole Beasley can't go. All right, so yeah, the Chad Kelly thing is interesting, and I thought two two things is first of all, there's so many rules with COVID. He's probably not even going to see a lot of these guys. It's just going to be virtual, and then the uh, the whole picking picking the brain and getting into the you know the playbook and stuff or from the opponent that works as long as you trust what's happening between the person's ears. And if there's one person that many people in Buffalo don't trust with that, it's probably <laughs> that guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 I mean, well, you know, Jim's not on the payroll anymore because, because right during the pandemic, all the, there was a story, I think that all all the the bills used to have a bunch of former players who were like advisors or Mm -hmm. something basically where they get paid for appearances. And then they kind of ended all those contracts during the pandemic. So I guess Jim's not on payroll anymore, but, um, yeah, let's, yeah, real, I'm real stopping quick. Jim Kelly from showing up at one Bills drive right now. Oh, really. probably, probably you know nobody. I mean? Right. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure, he, like, he doesn't even need a ticket. Probably, he just has some kind of like lifetime pass. He just walks in. Right. Right. Do you know who I am? If someone doesn't know who he is and does not let that man in, you know, they need to be fired from their job real quick. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, going back to Miami. If Miami had made the playoffs, I think you would have seen. Uh, Brian Flores have to make a really tough call. All right, does he start Ryan Fitzpatrick and try to give his team the best chance to win a playoff game, or does he start Tua and say Tua is our future? We're gonna have, you know, it's good to, for him to have this playoff experience. We're gonna go with Tua. What do you think? I don't know. I, I mean, I it's a tough say, right? Like they weren't supposed to be there this year, right? Like plain and simple, no one expected Miami to be. In the in the hunt this season, um, but I think you have to start Tua. I think for Tua's like growth and for Tua's, you know, momentum for next season, like you you have to start him. And unfortunately, I think you'd have to play him the entire game. Like so you you would basically punt on a playoff opportunity. Like I, you you wouldn't take him out even. It's so I you know. I, it's so hard to say. If, if if he played the way that he played against Buffalo on Sunday, then you might have to consider taking him out. But it's so hard to say because he was really, really bad. And and I want to say, Nick, when we talk about Tua, 
I'm so tired of hearing people trying to tell me, well, how bad remember Josh Allen his rookie year? The difference is Josh Allen, everybody knew coming into the league was going to be a project. Every single person you talked to said Josh Allen is going to be a project. No one said Josh Allen is no, no one was crowning Josh Allen as this great quarterback coming out of college. Tua was being talked about the number one pick before his, you know, hip injury, and was being talked about as one of the best quarterback prospects, you know, come out. And to see him play the way that he has this year, yes, okay, he won them one game against Arizona. I'm not impressed. And I said, and I tweeted this during the game, Tua's ceiling is Tyrod Taylor. He's a quarterback that does a really good job, except this week, of, of protecting the ball and taking those short, easy dump-off throws. And he might get you 250, 275, you know, passing yards a, a week, you know, and a couple touchdowns. And he might have five to seven interceptions on the year. But he's, he's not a quarterback to take that deep shot downfield. When he did, we saw what happened. He did have a few nice passes uh, downfield um, in the third quarter against Josh Norman. Josh Norman did not look good. Even on his pick six, that was just because uh, the wide receiver fell. Um, but, Happy for that guy, though. That dude's been in town for right. less than a year. He's doing so much, raising money. Right. And then for him to get the pick six, that was nice. Um, and Nick, I'm blanking on the wide receiver there for Miami. Um, with a really good one to his favorite favorite target there. Anyway, um, obviously not Kenny Stills because he's in Buffalo now. Um, who am I talking about? You know who I'm talking about? Parker. Yes, thank you, Devontae Parker. Sorry, I'm having a brain fart tonight. Um, yeah, Devontae Devontae Parker, man. People want to sit there and say, oh, he has no weapons. Devontae Parker, I feel like it's one of the most underrated receivers in the league. I think Devontae Parker is a very, very good, if not great, wide receiver. I just don't think Devontae Parker's had a good quarterback in this league. I think if you put Devontae Parker, right, not and I'm not, you know, not jumping to any conclusions, but you bring Devontae Parker into a system like Buffalo's offense, right? And you say, hey, if you take John Brown out and put Devontae Parker in, as good as his offense is now, I think with a, a wide receiver like Devontae Parker, who's very similar to a Stephon Diggs as far as he's, he's a good route runner, he's good at getting the ball, you know, uh, at, at its point. Um, you put him in this offense, his offense just automatically becomes so much better. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't think I don't think the wide receivers or lack of wide receivers is the issue. Yes, there were a few drops as well this week, but Tua just did not look good. Tua's ceiling is going to be um, Tyrod Taylor. And, and and you know what? Again, it might be good enough for him to stick around in Miami for a couple of years. And Miami fans are going to do a lot of what us Bills fans did with Tyrod Taylor. Like, how could you not like him? How could you get rid of him? What are you doing? Um, but again, that's Miami, man. They would start. I think they'd have to start two in the playoffs and maybe put, put Fitzpatrick in if they're down 20 to nine in an absolute blowout. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter what they would do because they're on the golf course. Yeah. They're, they're, I, I'll stick up for two a little bit. I think his ceiling still might be higher than Tyrod, but I mean that—that's your take. That's fine. I think uh, the Josh Allen uh, development track does, I think, have a little bit of uh, credence to it. Uh, but they're t- they're two completely different quarterbacks. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm just saying like there's there's a lot more room for growth there. Like it's it might not happen, but it's it's possible it could happen. It's really going to depend on not not if he can run the ball. It's going to depend how well he progresses in in passing downfield and, and reading defenses and knowing where to go with the ball. 
so I guess we could talk about this real quick because, you know, this is a Buffalo podcast and he was the Buffalo head coach for a while. Chan Gailey is the offense coordinator for Miami. And I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, that Chan Gailey, Chan Gailey is an old, old school, old style offensive coordinator and then needs to open up the playbook for Tua. In my honest opinion, and, and this is just from my eyes looking at the TV during the game on Sunday. He opened up the playbook when they went down twenty to not twenty eight to nine. He opened up the playbook in that second half to try to get his team back in. His quarterback could not execute the playbook wide open. That tells you a lot, I think, of what Tua could be. Yeah, I think that, that I mean that was made for Ryan Fitzpatrick and Shannon Fitz have a, have a history there, and I think that I agree with that. Tua could not run the full offense. No, now maybe that offense changes next year. I mean, Chan's. Chan is a good offensive coordinator. I mean, he he was very well respected around the league before he became the Bills head coach. Um, you know, I, I I think maybe he knows next year. Okay, we're going in with two. I got to change some things, but we'll see. Again, Miami could be a totally different team. They got a lot of draft picks, a lot of uh, cap space. The FC is going to be fun to watch next season, especially with the Jets too. I'm curious to see what the Jets do as well. Uh, Sam Darnold's going to be interesting to watch this off season, but. Um, Nick, real quick, when, when we're talking about the playoffs, we're talking about the Colts and talking about what the Bills need to do this week. Obviously, we've said stop the run. Stop the run's a big thing. I'm not too worried about Phillip Rivers, you know, kind of like what our guest Bray said last week, right? Bray said, I ain't worried about a quarterback that can't run, right? More or less. Maybe I'm not quoting him correctly. Uh, Bray, you can correct Her- me. Paraphrase. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you, can, you can quote me later on Twitter. But and I'm not either. Philip Rivers' arm, I wouldn't. Ha- Philip Rivers' arm has not died as much as Cam Newton's arm died this year. Cam Newton's arm just completely fell apart this season. Yeah, um, I mean, he even had shoulder surgery and still didn't look right. Right, and and I will say, I think that Philip Rivers still has some in him. Don't get me wrong; he's not putting up numbers like a Tom Brady or a. Drew Brees, um, or even obviously an Aaron Rodgers for that matter. Uh, he did just turn 39 years old. So, you know, who knows if he'll play beyond this year. So Phillip Rivers may come out hungry. Like, this is his last chance to really make a run here at the playoffs. It doesn't matter! They have a few good receivers. Obviously, T.Y. Hilton's a good receiver. And we know how much um, Phillip Rivers has liked his tight ends over the over the years. The tight ends are, are a position that worries me because we've seen how much Buffalo has struggled to cover tight ends at many points of the season. Um, you know, I think about the first Miami game with Mike Gusecki in particular. But what does this offense need to do, Nick, to we, – we've talked so much about the Bills' defense, right? Mm-hmm. What does this Bills' offense need to do to uh, to win this game? All right, so for me, the offense, just like we've seen all season, is dependent on the passing game. And there have been stretches this year where they just totally said, we're not going to run the ball, okay? We're going to – I mean, even even in, you know, the the first quarter, the first half, you know, their scripted plays, you know, it might be 15 to 1 passes, and you've you've seen that. And if the Bills end up with 40 rushing yards, that might not be, you know, the end of the world. I think this game, just like the offense all season, is going to be dependent on Josh Allen moving the ball downfield. And this dude is on a heater right now, okay? On fire. 
And for me, the biggest thing is we were talking about the Houston game earlier and the game, the moment was too big for Josh Allen. And I have a sense from watching him this year that he's sort of past that. That would be the, the number one concern for me is like in between Josh Allen's ears, can he keep his composure and, and still keep firing? So I, I don't know. Like Frank, Frank Reich is a good coach. He knows quarterbacks. He's going to get in inside Allen's head this week. He's going to throw something at him. They haven't seen yet, but I've been honestly amazed at, Josh Allen's growth, recognizing things pre-snap this year. He, we said he has that that Tom Brady quality where he just finds a guy who's, you know, open by five yards, or ten yards, and you're like, nobody covered that guy, and it's just like every play. And that mm-hmm. Josh looks like that, and Josh is recognizing what he's seeing. He's, you know, between either uh, Dable, between Ken Dorsey, the quarterback coach, but I don't know if Jordan Palmer worked with him in the offseason he recognizes everything and knows what to do for it. He's bringing, he's bringing blockers in when uh, the dolphins had a play last week, they were in, they were in cover zero on one of the touchdowns and he, you know, he felt the pressure coming and he motioned uh, the slot receiver in the, in the, the backfield, the block. And like, like this guy's making the, the checks and I, I'm sure the Colts are going to dial. I mean, it's a playoff game. They're, they're going to dial up something new. They're going to try to throw something at him. He hasn't seen yet. And it's going to be as long as Josh keeps keeps processing to to use our word here everything he's seeing. Uh, I, th- I think that's really what's going to come down to. I I don't think the Colts can score with the Bills if it turns into a shootout. All right, I think it's the the game's going to be won and lost on on the Bills offense. Can I read you my favorite quote from this week so far? I know it's Please. only Tuesday. Please do. My favorite quote. Two actually, I have two favorite quotes, so they're they're both fairly close. Um, Brian Dable, uh, you know, was, was, was meeting with the media this week and Brian Dable says, I always tell Josh Allen, your favorite receiver is the open one, which obviously Josh Allen has done a great job of finding said receiver. Love that. Great, great quote. You know, hopefully he stays the offensive coordinator for another season. Um, I truthfully, in all honesty, real quick, I'm Brian Dable. I think if the bills make a run this year. You know, maybe make it the AFC Championship game. I think Dable comes back for one more year. I think. I I, I don't know what's going through his head. Um, my other favorite quote this week was from today from Jordan Palmer. Jordan Palmer was asked about Josh Allen, and Jordan Palmer said, "I don't think there's a ceiling. I think Josh is physically the most gifted athlete we've had play this position in the NFL. There's a ways to go, and we're not even close to the ceiling." Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I love that. Um, I kind of had that thought when he was drafted is that he was really rough, but if you could picture in your head almost a new version of offense that we hadn't seen yet before with concepts that went farther downfield than, than quarterbacks or, or play callers had ever designed before because you had a guy with such freakish arm talent who could put it there, and then uh, you saw – when Josh was struggling as a rookie or when he was injured, you saw Mahomes start, you know, turning the league on its head and you're like, Josh can do all that stuff and maybe even a little bit better. And that's just scary to think about. And it's, it's of course insanely difficult to actually unlock that, but the potential is there for the type of offense that we have not seen before. And you're this, this year you're getting the preview. This is uh, you know, Mahomes as a rookie was unreal because Teams just weren't ready for it, and you're you're seeing that from from Allen this year. Is that mm-hmm. there's, it's still it's amazing. Every week you see something, you're like, 
oh yeah, he just he, you know he avoided this thing, and, and other quarterbacks it would be you know it's impressive to avoid it, and then they they hit the check down. And you're like, oh, that's 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 professional quarterbacking, you know. You got to take four yards when you can get it sometimes. And, and but Josh will do that. And I'm like, oh yeah, here's a bullet to a guy. 20 yards downfield he's gonna you know toe drag on the sideline and it's like some insane play and we're we are, we are kind of used to that insanity every week and i i feel like i tweet every week stefan Diggs does something amazing every time he's on the field and it always keeps happening that's what dean Hawkins said in the in in the article he, he wrote i legitimately didn't know you could be this good at football and he's like you know what like like that happens in practice or like people are looking around like Oh, the standard, the standard around here is, is play like a hall of famer. Like when you see Diggs do stuff mm-hmm. like that, like that's the, that's the bar. Um, so love that quote. I'm talking myself into more confidence about this game. <laughs> like the, the Colts are not a bad team. It doesn't matter. No, they're, they're, they're not right. They're, they're not Miami. They're not Miami. No. In my opinion, they're they're. I know I said you know Cleveland's scary, but they're not even Cleveland because Cleveland's a very beat. In my opinion, a very beatable team. I don't think their defense is that good. This is the, this is a tough seven seed, you know. Yeah. This 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 feels more to me like a four or five seed game than a two seven mm-hmm. game. That I you agree know? with that. That is two. That they're an eleven win team. I also think that the now the also build, the, don't get me wrong, real quick. That division outside, obviously, of Tennessee, um, you know. Was not really that good this year. I was, you know, Indy was good, but you think you have six games in that division. I think they split with Tennessee, isn't that correct? And then they wiped the floor with Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and obviously Jacksonville, who was, by the, I have to say this as we're, I'm saying Jacksonville. Dagmarone got fired, and can I just say, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the locker room speech from Gardner Minshew after no. Week one, but he's like, man, it feels so good to be one and oh, let's keep it going. This and that, like, you know, we got so much more ahead of us. And I'm like, you guys won one game and you had, you literally went 0 and 15 for the rest of the season. Like, you won yeah. no games for the rest of the year. Like, you had nothing in front of you. That's amazing. Maybe Doug Marone goes, goes to the Jets, by the way. If he goes to the Jets, <laughs> then we could hear him talk about how he's from the Bronx some more, you know, and how he's a real New Yorker and all this wow. BS. And then the Bills just wipe the floor with them twice a year. But with all of that said, the, the, the Colts are, yes, they're a 11-win team, but they've had a joke of a division for the most part. Um, Houston's a good team. They were just a, 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 a bad team this year, if that makes any sense. Yeah, Deshaun Watson is incredible. I still think they're a good team. I, I just think that they just had a, you know, too many problems there with Bill O'Brien, and obviously Romeo Cornell's just not a good coach, uh, you know, to really pick them up. Um but, well, I don't know, man. It's a scary game. It's a game that scares me. It doesn't – the reason why it does, right, and I, I said this today, the reason why this game in particular scares me and why I'm nervous is I know that this team is good, right? I know that this Bills team, as I said, this Bills team is scary good. But the teams of playoff past in my lifetime, mm-hmm. which the early 90s you could say all you want, I don't remember the early 90s. I was three, four, five years old. I don't have a lot of memories then. You know, my first memory that comes to mind is the Bills game in 99. I believe it was the Bills home opener, one of the two. Jacksonville, something something like that. Jacksonville came to town. It was a Doug Flutie um, play where he ran it in against Jacksonville. That is my first Buffalo Bills memory that I have in my head. Okay? 
So my first playoff memory is the 99 playoffs against the Tennessee Titans. The Bills lost that game. The next time the Bills made the playoffs was Jacksonville. I was at that game. The Bills lost that game. You know, in my lifetime, I have seen the Bills go 0 and 3 in playoffs. I'm nervous. Like, I haven't seen a playoff win in my lifetime. Like, I have not seen this team win a playoff game. And that and you know me very well, Nick. You're one of my best friends in this entire world that we live in. And thanks, buddy. And you know how how optimistic I am on a yearly basis about this team. But for some reason, this year, I, I'm still so scared. Even though they're so good, I'm so scared to get my hopes too high right now. Because it's it's like when you're in a relationship and everything's so good and you're so in love, then all of a sudden she drops the, oh, it's not you, it's me. You know? Like I feel Sound like you like, have experience with that one. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's where I am with the Bills. Like, you know, my I, I'm so invested and I love this team so much. You know, my wife has asked me, if you had to pick between me and the Bills, who would you pick? And sometimes, you know, Sundays at one o'clock, it's the Bills. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you want me to add this part out? <laughs> no, no, no. So, she doesn't listen anyway. Sundays at one o'clock, it's the Bills. Outside of that, you know, after that, sure, it's my wife. I love my wife dearly. But I mean, I, I, I love this team. The, the, I love this team so much that the team was in my vows at my wedding. My wife's vows to me. I can't confirm was this. Even mentioned it. You were in my wedding. You know this. I mean, like, I, I, I love this team. All right. Hold on. Listen, I'm going to stop you right there. I have the opposite take for, for a similar reason. I think many Bills fans feel like you, and they are, like, you know, pumping the brakes a little bit because they, they've been down this road before and they, they don't want to say, like, yeah. I, honestly, any other team who played this well, their fans would be going nuts. We're going to win the Super Bowl. The Bills fans, I've been, like, kind of shocked that they aren't going that hard yet. Mm-hmm. Listen, the Colts might be a good wild card team, okay? We understand the Bills have played so amazing this year. The Bills – could have been the number one seed in a lot of other years. They were 13 and three. Okay. They should have had a buy in any other year. The bills are like, like the normally the team that's off this week. And you're like, Oh crap. We got to play those guys next week. That's the bills this year. Okay. The Colts are good for the wild card team. Sure. Maybe. All right. They're good. Good for a seven seed. The bills are still so much better than that. And I know that bills fans don't want to put it there because it's been so long. I'm like, like, like we gotta, you gotta realize what you're seeing when it happens, right? I feel like it, it's kind of similar. And I said this a couple of weeks ago to the Sabers the first year after the lockout, where you didn't totally appreciate how good they were, or how what kind of potential they had in that moment. And when it happens, you gotta capitalize on it. And for me, I'm saying the Bills are that much better. I would take the Bills minus six and a half this week. The over under is 51. I would uh, my score prediction for you. I'll give it to you ahead of time. It's Bills thirty three, Colts twenty three. Okay. I guess I'm taking the over there. Okay. I feel good about the like th- this. Th- this year doesn't end here. There's I, more to this Bills season. I'm just scared of getting let down, Nick. I guess that's my big thing. You know, I'm I, Charlie. Again, sometimes you're gonna have to put yourself out there. You're gonna have to open up that heart. You know, I, I'm, yeah, right. 
my my heart's wide open for this team, man. Like I said, I I, I absolutely love this team, and and this team Where's reminds me a lifetime movie on on Bills fans this year. Where's that? Yeah, right. There should be. There should be. Um, you know, but in all the lifetime movies, though, Buffalo's always a place they fly into, and they're dreaded to get stuck in Buffalo. So maybe we'll finally get some good life. Is that real? Movies. I never knew that. My wife watches all the lifetime Christmas movies, and every time Buffalo's mentioned, she goes, "Oh, look, they just mentioned Buffalo, and it's never anything good." Wow. So it's maybe like, I'll start mentioning Buffalo for good things. Are you a How I Met Your Mother fan? I am. I I, I think the only time they mentioned Buffalo in the entire show is Ted's trying to pick up or, or Bar- Barney's trying to help Ted pick up women at the airport. Mm-hmm. And he walks over. He goes, Ted, what are you doing? That's the flight from Buffalo. There's no right. attractive women coming from Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was no. like, dude, that's uh, uh. that. Yeah. Yeah, no. But, but Buffalo gets a lot of flack, man. I mean, let's face it. Buffalo gets a lot of flack, um, more so than other Rust Belt cities. But Buffalo is a great city. I love Buffalo. Love the Bills. The, 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 my, my love for this team, right? Like, I, I, I think I've tried to say it before. I don't know if I said it on this podcast or not, Nick. But, like, you look at teams of, 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 of Bills past, right? I don't think that I have been emotionally – in love or emotionally cared for a team that I have like this. I think the last thing that I had like an emotional like investment in the way that I do in this particular Bills team is the Sabres with the, with Drury and Briere and, you know, the year that they made um, the Eastern conference finals against, um, against the hurricanes. Like that was just a special team, right? Like that was a team that, Buffalo maybe could maybe could have done something, right? Um, or the team that I, I believe it was the Jerry Breer team um, with Pominville and oh no, I'm sorry, Jerry Breer were not on that that Pominville team. Um, the Jerry Breer uh, when the Rangers went when 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 Jerry scored that last second goal against the Rangers to to, to lift the stuff the Sabers like that was a team that I was like in love with. No matter how bad they were or good they were, like I loved that team. And I feel the, like this is just a special team. It's something special that I don't know how off, how many times we're going to see it. But again, this is a team that just loves each other, loves playing football, loves competing, loves winning. How many people do you see celebrate winning a coin toss, man? You know, Josh Allen, every time the Bills win a coin toss, Josh Allen gets hyped for winning the coin toss. Like, I, I just love like it's just so I don't want the season to end. I don't think it ends here. I'm gonna I'll give you my, my closing my closing take here. I looked this up this week. The forecast for Saturday in Buffalo or in Orchard Park, high of thirty, low of nineteen. All right. It's gonna be cold. I'm sorry, it's gonna be chilly. All right. <laughs> uh Philip Rivers in his career in games in freezing temperatures, thirty two or below. Do you have any any guess? Um, no, I'll, I'll take your answer. All right. Philip rivers, uh, in the regular season in games, 32 degrees or below one and two in the playoffs. Oh, and three. So okay. one in five total in cold games. The most recent one you might remember was the 2018 playoffs. They went into new England and they got down 35, seven and a half time and they got smoked. 
So, I just don't want another snow again in game against the Colts. Nope, and, nope, no, and, no uh, snow. Should be partly cloudy, it's, 5% chance precipitation. I checked. As fun as that game was, that was fun for the regular season. I don't want to see the Bills Super Bowl chances or playoffs come down to a massive eight yes. foot of snow blizzard come right. through at game right. time. Right. The, like, the Bills finally have the better team. And when it's when it's bad conditions, you're like, oh, you know, throw everything out the window. It's a lot of randomness. Maybe the Bills could squeak one out. No, no, no. We got the talent. We'll beat you on, you know, turf and, and indoors and all perfect conditions. Like we'll just whoop you that way. Okay. Uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to the Bills putting on a show this week. The Bills mm-hmm. have gotten some good love on national TV lately. They're gonna do it again on Saturday. Brian Dable is going to be a hot candidate. Uh, Bet online put put on odds for all six job openings. Brian Dable was on every single list for all six teams. All right, he was the favorite yeah. for the Jets and for the Chargers, I believe. Um, I don't know. It's gonna can't can't worry about that, man. All I can worry about right now is, is getting to that Super Bowl. That's the only thing that concerns me, right? Is that Brian Dable's not? I don't want to say going to get too big for his own good. But that he loses focus on, on what's going on, you know. Yeah. Um, that he may say, "Oh, I have an interview tomorrow with so and so." You know, I I hope Brian, I hope the Bills could at least say, "Look, we'll grant you permission, but you need to talk to him after the playoffs." Right, that would be cool. I don't know. The NFL's got all kinds of rules about that, right. um, or even if they had like the hiring freeze until after the playoffs, because the, I mean, there have been instances I think where people got hired away before the season ended. Right. And, and COVID's different, right? Like, it, I feel like COVID might, might put on some different rules. But I, I, I can see him. I think the most attractive job for him is going to be that Chargers job. I think so. Unless, yeah. uh, unless the Jaguars say, hey, take Trevor Lawrence or take. Yeah. But you know what? One of his friends from high school is the GM of the Chargers. Like Tom Telesco, St. Francis class in 91, Brian Dable, St. Were- Francis class in 93. If you were the GM of a football team and I was a football coach and you were to tell me that you have a job opening and I had a year like Brian Dable had and you called me up for an interview, like you're the job I would want. Like I'd want to work with you. You know what I mean? Like um, we'll see, man. I, I, I'm i not too worried about him going anywhere right now. Right now my focus is the Bills. And, and, and to all the other idiots out there, I don't want to get political on here. Sorry if I am. To all the other idiots that are so concerned about if Como goes to this game or not, I could care less. I care about the Buffalo Bills showing up on Saturday, doing their job, getting the win, getting out, and coming back home because they don't only have one home game now because they're the number two seed, Nick. They have two home games. And if by some miracle Kansas City loses, guess what, Nick? The Bills will have three home games with the chance of the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship at home in Orchard Park. That's all I care about. Go out, do your job. Win the darn football game, man, and move on. Why? Why not us? Why not us? Why not Buffalo? Why not finally Buffalo gets a break? You see all these other football cities all the time, all these other towns. You see Tampa get a break with the Stanley Cup constantly. You see Tampa get a break with Tom Brady. You see all these other towns. I'm going on a rant right now for the last couple minutes. I'm sorry. But why not Buffalo? What? What? Great sports things have happened to Buffalo. They lost their football team. They wanted a chance. Or I'm sorry. They lost their basketball team. They wanted a chance at at, at at a baseball team. They never got their baseball team. Why not? 
I'm laughing here. <laughs> I, I see you on a video screen. The podcast won't get this, but man, if, if this was like a like one of those radio shows, you know, one of the producers would have clipped off that video. That'd be going viral on social. Charlie's rant. <laughs> I mean, like, like seriously though, why, why, why not finally Buffalo? Why not, man? It's it's a city that I was in New York City this summer. Okay, and my friend that I was with in New York, not you, a different friend in New York City, told me. You know, do you know any city where people are just so proud to be from there? And I said, Yeah, Buffalo. I I I and I say this to the with the utmost truth, right? I, I don't know how pinkies cross every whatever, like hand to God, man. There are no better people in this world than people from Buffalo. And I'm not saying it because I'm from there or anything. There is no better people in this world, and there's no better people that love their town and their sports and anything than people from Buffalo. And there is no city, no town. I don't care how bad Cleveland was, and Cleveland went 0 16, and people are freaking out at the fact that Cleveland made the playoffs. Good for Cleveland. Cleveland's had their times. They've had their 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 times of being good and enjoying championships with with the Cavaliers. You know, good, good for Cleveland. Fine. There's no team, city, anything that deserves this more than the city of Buffalo. That's all I gotta say. Why not us? Go Bills! Like I'm, I'm, I'm in, man. Like I'm, I'm talking, I'm hyping myself up. Like I'm right. Like is it Saturday yet? Like let's go. I'm still nervous about this game. I'm not gonna like forget about that. I'm still nervous about this game. But why, why not us, man? Why not us? I hope everyone out there. Why not us? That's all I got to say. Why not us? All right. <laughs> so do you, have a score, do you have a score prediction now? Or you, you, your, your post-rant score prediction? Is it, is it rosier than no, my an hour ago? Post -rant, no, my, my <clears throat> post-rant score prediction, I think the Bills win 33-30. to 30. I'm going to say they win by three. They're going to win by wow, three. Wow, high yeah. scoring. Yeah, straight straight bass, homie. Straight bass. Ty Tyler Bass going to kick the game with a field goal. Uh and the Bills are going to move on. But so real quick, Nick, before we go, obviously we have hockey season coming up next week. So um, we are planning for everyone listening. We are planning to do a hockey special, I guess you could say, uh, next week before the season starts. Um, also, Nick, I had to ask you, the NBA announced today that they are going to add two expansion teams due to the COVID um, money that they lost. They want to add two expansion teams to try to get more money into the league. Um, I see a lot of people tweeting out some respect for Buffalo for the NBA. You know, give it, give Toronto a, a real rivalry in Buffalo. Do you think Buffalo gets an NBA team? I do not. Okay. I know there there are a lot of NBA fans in Buffalo. They they kind of don't always feel like they they belong here because it's uh usually it's hockey or basketball and you got to pick one or the other. And I get that. Um, I I don't think uh, a market our size would really be in consideration for that. I think they're going to look to uh kansas city maybe uh you could say hey there was a team that got taken out of seattle recently um i mean even, even like pittsburgh pittsburgh would be ahead of buffalo for, for vegas like too don't forget about vegas man yeah yeah that's a good point everyone's moving to vegas um no i, I kind of agree with you i'd love to see a team in buffalo because i i think it'd be fun to see a team really you know give a uh, instant rivalry to the Toronto Raptors, but uh, you know, unless the Pagulas are going to put out more money for another team, 
um, which I hope they don't do. I'd rather have them just deal with the teams they currently have to deal with. Yeah, fix the Sabres um, first. Yeah, let's get the Sabres right. Looking forward to the hockey season. Um, it's going to be fun, hopefully, to watch some some hockey and football for the next couple weeks. Um, but, Nick, you got anything else to uh, to end the show here? Sound smart with your friends this week. When was the last Bills home playoff game, and who did they play? The Bills' last home playoff game? Yeah. Who did they play? It, wasn't it Miami? No. Was it the Colts? No. Oh, man. I don't remember. 1996, they lost to the Jaguars. Ooh, okay. 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 See, I don't remember the Jaguars playoff game, that one. Um, I just remember the Music City Miracle. That's the only one that I remember. Yeah. That well, was a tough, tough memory yeah. to have. That was my only playoff memory until a few years ago. But, hey, man, you know, I, I appreciate you getting on and doing this with, with me every single week. I appreciate everyone tuning in and listening. I appreciate everyone listening to my rant there at the end of the show. But I'm going to say one more time, Nick, why not us? Go Bills. I'm hyped. I'm nervous. I'm all – I'm in like a whole – glass case of emotions right now i'm i'm ready to go for saturday 105 cbs um you know we're gonna have the, the 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 talk right here after the game probably gonna have an episode out fairly quickly afterwards so make sure y'all hit the subscribe button on twitter at at the underscore process pod on twitter you can follow nick at nick veronica on twitter or myself at chowit 68 on twitter um, remember to like, subscribe, all that good stuff wherever you find your podcast, Apple, Apple Podcast, or Spotify, or wherever else you listen to us. Subscribe, always get the notification when a new one comes out. And remember to always trust the process. I'm Charlie, that's Nick. Go Bills.